Well, I want to welcome everybody today to the Entrepreneur Show. My name is Heidi Richards Mooney, and I am your host today. I'm founder of Women in E-Commerce and host of the Entrepreneur Show. And I am just thrilled to introduce to you today our guest. Her name is Katrina Sawa, and she is known as the Jumpstart Your Biz Coach because she literally kicks her clients and their businesses into hot gear. Katrina is the creator of the Jumpstart Your Marketing Sales System and the author of Love Yourself Successful. She works motivated entrepreneurs who want to grow and market your business the right way from the start. Today, Katrina is going, yes, this is so I'll hold that up again, and we'll have you do it one more time. Love yourself successful. Yay. So today, Katrina is going to talk about putting your small business on autopilot and watch your profits skyrocket. Welcome, Katrina. Hi. Thanks, Heidi. Oh. I'm so thrilled that you're here. So let's just get right into it. Let's talk about how you first got into being a business coach and what inspired you to be one in the first place. Yeah. So when I, uh, well, I always knew I'd be an entrepreneur. I just didn't always know what that was going to look like. And so when I was in a company, I hired a business coach when I knew I was probably on the outs of that company to help me determine what I really wanted to do. It was either gift basket company or marketing coach. <laughs> And I'm so glad she swayed me toward the marketing coach because uh, there's no money in gift baskets. So, uh, <laughs> uh, but then I started working at, uh, well, I also worked at the Sacramento Bee newspaper. So I, I would sell advertising to local businesses and I'd go and knock on doors around the area and, hey, do you want to buy an ad? You know, so I would do that. So, uh, first of all, cold calling like that was really something that helped me uh, in the sales process being an entrepreneur. So if you haven't done some cold calling, do it because it hardens you a little bit for those no's. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. But in, in the process, yeah, in the process of advertising sales, I ran into so many businesses that didn't know what they were doing in their business. They would just try to run, you know, their business card. They'd give me, it's like, here, run this as my ad. I'm like, that's not going to get you any business. Let me show you what to do. <laughs> so, then we'd have to have a call to action and they wouldn't have a website or they wouldn't be running an email follow-up or they didn't know how to build um, a store, you know, a, a list in their store or have uh, in-store promotions. And so we'd have to talk about all those different things in order to make more of a smooth running business machine. And I realized I need to be doing that more than just advertising. And that's when I jumped into consulting and coaching uh, business owners on not just marketing, but everything that they're doing in order to, to grow and do a business that they love. So. <laughs> wow. And what a great, what great experiences you've had that could really help people. So tell me who, what type of client you work with and, and how do those people find out about you and, and, and the services that you offer? Well, in, in other words, how do you market to them? Right. In the beginning, in the first three years, I had no idea that I could do anything online. I just thought I had to go in my local area because that's what I knew. It's, I didn't know what I didn't know at the time. And uh, so that's all I did. I, I would go networking like crazy. I went to 14 to 16 events every single month and then followed up like crazy with people uh, in email, phone, social media. Well, we didn't have social media then, but uh, in direct mail. So direct mail, phone, and email follow-up. And I developed a system. I didn't know I was developing a system at the time, but that became my first signature system is how to jumpstart your follow-up. So, yeah. 
And and how do they find? So how do people find out about you now? That you are you still attending a lot of networking events, or are you mainly primar- primarily promoting um, online? I do both. Uh, <clears throat> I'm one of those unique entrepreneurs. I think that still does a whole lot of networking. In fact, I do a lot of uh, speaking and networking out of town. So I travel a lot. Um, I just got back from. Uh, well, I was in the Bay Area, which isn't far from me, but um, I've been in L.A. this year already a couple times. I'm headed to New Jersey and Philadelphia in May and uh, and then Palm Springs in June. And there's so many different in Portland. I mean, I travel all over to speak and then I make the most of my trip while I'm there going to other networking events, too. And so in person, though, is really the biggest thing I see to trust and connect and, and that trust like connect factor and get to that faster with people. So it's still my number one strategy is to get in person with somebody, whether I'm a speaker, an exhibitor or an attendee, an event. It's still the number one thing to do to get clients online works, but it's slower from what I've seen. So and from what I've done and, and my friends that do it, too. So. Yeah, I think you have to do a lot more and it takes a lot more time to build that level of trust when you're online, even though people see you and they've heard of you and other people recommend you. I agree. Speaking is probably the number one way I've used to get clients in the past and or referrals. So I think that you're absolutely right. And I don't do enough networking anymore. I just hate to get away from my computer. It's the one thing I love to be is writing. And so, uh, so I have to force myself to attend four to five a week, and that's enough. That's four to lot. five is a lot. A month or a week? Oh uh, uh, no, a week. I try to attend four to five networking events a week, that's- or speak twice a month, you know, somewhere, right. and plus a couple of networking events a week. I think that that's. Uh, I now I used to belong to sixteen organizations, and I attended at least for each one of those organizations two events a month. And it got to be where I had to actually. I was losing my mind. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it costs me. a lot of money to belong to all those things, you know. So you have to figure out what you're going to have that's most effective. So, so how do you find speaking engagements that um, to help promote what you do? Well, a lot of times you find them at events you attend. You just ask the host, "Hey, you're looking for speakers, right?" Or, um, gosh, you know, things like this. Somebody will see me and say, "Hey, you know, I'll mention I'm a speaker," and they'll message me on Twitter or. Facebook or somewhere and say, hey, we're looking for speakers. I also happen to run the largest speaker network uh, meetup in Sacramento. So I get a lot of people um, coming to me for that, for not only me to speak, but for all my members too. So it's kind of a good positioning strategy to have your own meetup if you uh, are, you know, can help serve a certain audience because you'll be more recognized. But honestly, I'm all over the internet. I am so, I do so much online marketing that people see me everywhere. And I'm on, I was in 60, I did 64 speaking gigs in the last 12 months. And probably only a dozen of those, maybe 15 or so were in person and the rest were virtual. So once you become that virtual speaker, people tend to see you on different things and different platforms and, oh, I should have her. Or they'll go to someone's web, you know, on those telesummits and they'll see 30 speakers and then they'll contact all 30 speakers to speak on their thing. So that's, you know, once you get going in that arena, you can get leveraged a little bit more from there. That's true. Once you once you show up a couple places, it's like momentum builds, and it's it's amazing. I absolutely would agree. So, how did you get? Uh, how did you learn to be a speaker? What kind of experience did you did you have or or, or uh, 
um, education helped you become a speaker? Because I think people might be interested in knowing that. Right. Well, I've taken a few speaker courses, but that it was just like, okay, t tell them what they need to hear. I, you know, I have a marketing background, so talk about the problem, solve, give the solution, and then what do you do next? It was kind of already ingrained in me to do that. Um, but then, since then, I've, uh, you know, honed my skill with a few different trainers out there, and now I teach speakers themselves how to do certain things. So, um, a lot of what I teach with speakers is the nitty gritty stuff, how to get your speaker sheet done and your talk descriptions, because you're not going to get booked if you don't have your talk description, your bio and your headshot done, because people want to market you with that information. So I show people how to get that stuff. And, you know, we just did an event for speakers. So I've done a lot of training and taken a lot of different bits and pieces from other people and then morphed it into what I teach now and what I do. And I think that that's so right. You're, it's brilliant. I, I know when I do these programs, I love when I can just go to this the, my guest website and pull everything I need. I don't have to first bother you or my speaker or my guests. I just simply go there and take down, take their picture and their bio. And a lot of times I find the biggest challenge I have is how they write their bio is incorrect and I have to rewrite it or, uh, you know, in the third person or they have or they um or the picture is just not large enough for what we need to use it for. So it, I think that those are two really important things. I, I tell my, uh, when I talk about how to be an expert or how to be a guest on a talk show, uh, have three different size pictures and have three different bios. So yeah. you have a small bio, a medium bio, and a larger bio. Some people want that larger one. They maybe want to have a full-page newsletter with you, your information in there. Or maybe they want to put on the website. But if they want to just put a little blurb, then they got to figure out what's the best blurb to yeah. use. And that could be more work. Yeah, you need a 50 word, 100 word, and then you yeah. can have a 250. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I have I have, a, I have a 50, uh, a 150, and a 300, and I think those work really well for me. But, you know, and I can always edit if people say, hey, I need something with 200 words. I just take out the last couple of sentences, and it seems to work. But, you know, not everybody knows that. So those are important. Let's talk, you know, we're here to talk about automating your business. And those are kind of things that you can automate because obviously if you have it ready for someone, then you don't have to spend the time creating it when someone says, hey, I want you on my show. So I think that was kind of a good, quick example. So when, when you're working with a client, Katrina, what is the first thing that you want to know about them? Actually, what they're selling. <laughs> the first thing I find out is what are they selling? And then... Uh, and where do they want, and then the second thing, or the first thing is where they want their life to be, like what's their vision for their business and their lifestyle? Because I want to help you design a business around the kind of life you want to live, not your, fit your business in to your life. Uh, so we need to know that, but we also need to know what you're selling. People usually don't focus on the what they're selling, and, and what are you selling? Um, you, if you reverse engineer everything you're doing in your marketing, it needs to be designed to sell what you want to sell in your program. So. A lot of times they're underpricing and undervaluing or they don't have different options at different price points. And so we have to look at that so they're clear about what they're selling because a lot of people won't even talk to people at networking events because they don't know what they're selling. And they won't even drive people to a phone call for a sales conversation um, because they don't know what to offer them or how to even get into that conversation. So that I think it uncovers a lot of hurdles for people and gives them more clarity. Oh, so that's great because you help them right off the bat before they even have to think about all the other things that go into working with you because, you know, there's so much more. Right. Um, so let's talk about 
putting your small business on autopilot. What, what do you mean by that? Well, there's online and offline. Uh, if you have a website, uh, some of the biggest things would be to make sure you have an opt-in box. Not everybody does with a free gift or a free audio or a free report or a free video series where they have to give you your name and email. If you don't have that, you're missing out on lead generation when people go to your website. Um, if you don't have click and buy buttons and people can't actually click and buy something on your website because you don't have a shopping cart or any kind of way to take money or you don't have forms on your website uh, where you know if someone wants to come and talk to me, I send them to a page on my website where they fill out a questionnaire before we talk. And it gets more people, it gets them thinking about what they want, but it also gives me more information before we have that phone call. And I recommend that to have a, a fill-in form before you have a conversation. Otherwise, you get, sometimes you get a bunch of looky-loos that just want to waste your time. Uh, no offense, but uh, sometimes, so it really helps streamline. So those are some of the online things. Um, there's offline things to automate. There's like when you do go to a networking event, you get a bunch of business cards. Uh, how do you automate the follow-up? Because most of the follow-up does not have to be done by you. And so, but a lot of people think it does. If you have systems and you have templates for email, you have pre-printed postcards, you have um, a phone script, a lot of the follow-up can be done by an assistant or somebody else when you have one or when you're able to delegate. Um, so that can automate. All you have to do then is go out and get more leads and go out and get more leads and bring them back and somebody else takes care of the follow-up. So there's systems like that are critical because the more leads you can get, the more prospects you'll have and the more money you'll make, period. So a lot of you are just, a lot of people are just not talking to enough people or not getting in front of enough people. And so they're not making the money they want to make. So we need to reach out to more people. So how do you do that? You have to make sure you automate the follow-up and a lot of different things with lead generation. So, so you talk about, you know, delegating the follow-up. So what are some of the other things a business owner could or should delegate to free up more time and to focus on the profit building um, tasks in his or her business? Well, there could be some of the lead generation itself, especially on social media. So you've heard about Hootsuite or Social Oom for a buffer. Those are the um, softwares that allow you to um, schedule posts on social media, right? And uh, uh, we use Buffer, but most people use Hootsuite. Uh, and there's that's one software you pay for, but it's only about 10 bucks a month. And then you can pre-schedule your posts, some of your posts. Now, I don't recommend you pre-schedule everything you're doing on social media. You need some social engagement and interaction. You don't want all your posts to say posted by Buffer, posted by Hootsuite, because then it doesn't look like you're there. But a lot of the things you're doing, like speaking gigs, my assistant does all the pre-marketing for any speaking gig, any interview, and any live event that I do on social media. I'm the one that goes in and does the personal stuff and the sharing of some quotes and some comments and, and different things um, that need to be done by me. But that's one example. Excellent. And I agree. Um, I use uh, Social and Hootsuite. I also heard there's another one called Edgar, which I have not investigated yet. There really are a lot of them. And you have to just, I think, find the automated system that's going to work with you and your personality and, and the one that you can manage the easiest. Because I, I mean, I like Hootsuite, but I find it to be a little bit complicated sometimes um so yeah. social loomph is really my favorite because it's just like so easy to do for me um you know but, but then again uh i do love hootsuite for 
when I'm working with clients, a lot of them have their own Hootsuite account, so I can go in and, and do all of their work on, on their uh, on their accounts and make it. And it's you need to know them all and figure out which one works best. But that's a really good thing. And you can't or, automate the thank yous. Yeah. And go ahead. Or you don't do it yourself and you don't investigate all your options and you just hire someone to do it. Trust me. Exactly. Yeah. Like most entrepreneurs should not be learning that technology. I work with a lot of women who are not tech savvy. And if I told them to go investigate which one they want, they would go crazy. I mean, they would not, they would be frozen in their steps. They would not know what to do. So I have to tell them, just hire this person and they're going to do this for you. <laughs> and I mean, but not, yeah, just most entrepreneurs should not learn all these things. I mean, you're probably pretty technical, so that's fine. And it's pretty easy. I'm pretty technical and I can pick up a thing here and there, or a new program. But we don't want to teach the majority of entrepreneurs to go learn this technology, learn this software, because they will get overwhelmed and and, and stuck. And I've seen yeah, and then they give up. Yeah, and then they don't make money, and they don't share their gifts, and they don't make an impact, and so that's not good. So then, what are some of the technologies that are important to put into place to make our new system work? Well, it depends what kind of business you are. I mean, everybody needs an email marketing software. You can't just send mass emails from your Outlook or your Mac Mail or your Gmail, right, or Yahoo. You, right. If you are, that's spamming. You're you're doing marketing illegally on email. So a lot of people don't know what they don't know about email marketing. So you need an email marketing service. But if you need to sell stuff on your website, like a coach or consultant or author, speaker, you would have programs, products, or services to sell you don't want to get an email marketing system. You just want to get a shopping cart and it does it all in one place. I'm all about one system. I don't want you to have this over here and this over here and this over here. Because again, you'll be in chaos in the back end. So it's to keep it easy and uh, one system would better. So I always have to find out what are you selling first before I recommend which technologies you, you're going to be using. because And then it's the most affordable option possible. Like some people I know will um, like lead pages. It's really a good system out there. And I don't know if you use it, but everybody and their brother recommends it because they can make a commission on selling it to clients. But uh, new business owners, that's a hundred dollars a month of an expense that you that's don't need. And then they're, they're said, Oh, you need the landing page software. No, you don't. You need a WordPress website. You need to put stuff on your WordPress. You don't need to spend all this extra money technically. You know, and besides, if you don't know how to build the page, it's not going to be helpful. So I'm just all about like how to save money and, and you can always graduate and upgrade later. But I don't know. I don't recommend a lot of costly things, especially monthly services. <laughs> I agree. I think anything simple and inexpensive to start out is good. And and a lot of times you those things will grow with you for a long time before you have to change. Uh, lead pages, I think, is really a, a more advanced program. And when you're making thousands of dollars a, a week or, a, or even a month, then you can probably afford that. But right. I don't I, I agree with you. Uh, there's so many other options that are less a lot less expensive. Right. So what are what is the most? OK. Uh, we're going to start. Let me start again. Let's talk about some marketing strategies that are working right now that any business owner can use to quickly grow their business. <laughs> okay. So you see what this is? It's the phone. <laughs> <laughs> I have one. Phone, right? <laughs> A lot of people are scared to death of the phone. Now, First, you have to go out networking and then find some prospects or referral sources, and then you have to call them. 
Okay, you have to call them. And most people will just send a quiet little email that who knows if it's even getting opened. So you, you know, most people are not reading their email as much as they used to. Uh, so that is one thing <laughs> is pick up the phone more. And you don't necessarily have to cold call. And depending on what business you're in, some people do. If you're in an industry where you have to target a specific, like all chiropractors or all your target audience. Okay, well then get a list of chiropractors and start making phone calls and mail them stuff, right? So um, direct mail, a lot of people got away from direct mail if they even did it in the first place when email came around and social media now. And they think it's like this, uh, you know, archaic thing, but it works because how much mail do you get in the mail anymore? I don't get that much mail anymore. Yeah. I get a couple cards here and there, thank you cards. Um, other than that, it's bills and it's credit card applications and some junk mail for the local area and, and ads and stuff. If I got something from someone I'd recently met, it would be, I would totally open it and I would look at it because it's just rare this, these days. So direct mail, huge. You don't have to spend a lot of money, but it's something that really works. Um, I agree. I'm, I've been involved in the uh, Florida Direct Marketing Association for years. And uh, that's one of the things we've been talking about a lot lately is the resurgence of direct mail because less and less people are using it. So it has become more effective all of a sudden. Whereas for a while there, everybody was getting so much. It was like you'd get 20 things in the mail a day and they'd be mostly junk. And so you just got to the where everything was sorted over the garbage can and you didn't even look at right. those things. So now today it's a lot better. I agree. I think when you, uh, what is it? I think Randy Gage says, when everybody's zigging, you got to zag, meaning, you know, do what, if everybody else is doing it one way, do it a little differently because you'll stand out. And I think that's probably true in any marketing um, uh, system or marketing uh, program that you create. Um, so, and, and so you have, direct mail we have the phone we have email what are others other uh things what do you do to reach out to clients say you found somebody that's a good prospect um and and you've talked to them maybe once or twice what would be the next step then for you well either they're getting on my email list and then they're continuing to get notices i do weekly video tips and email in my email newsletter plus i send out opportunities for uh, coming with free calls and different things like that. Uh, so I do a lot of video um, to engage more with my prospects and clients. And uh, they go on YouTube, but they go on my email, they go on a blog post, they go on Pulse on LinkedIn, and they go on social media. So you, repurposing your content is really important. So if you're going to do a video or write a blog post or write an article for your newsletter, Put it everywhere in every format because you'll reach more people and you'll be seen in more places. So it's important not to just put it in one place. It's important to repurpose your content. Um, and while we're talking about social media a little bit, there are some key things I do on social media, but it's kind of hard to explain it all in a short amount of time. But I, I do a messaging system. So I have a whole messaging system for lead generation with a tier one of communication and a tier two communication. The tier one, when you're reaching out, you can actually delegate that because we have templates of what to say and send. And tier two is when you get involved, when people respond. And we get about a 20 to 30% re response rate right now. And that's private messaging people with a specific message on Facebook and LinkedIn. So it really does work. 
um, to bring in, it would be good for bringing in leads like you and I connecting for some reason. And then we find out how we're going to play together. And then we decide we're going to do a lab and we're going to do other things. So it's, it prevents, it pre presents opportunities like this, but also prospects. Absolutely. I agree. And um, so you, you talked about uh, the two tier process with your email. You talked about direct mail um, and, and, and some really great strategies. What do you use for your video? How do you, how do you create your videos? Is there a particular program that you use? No, no, well, QuickTime Player, it's on my Mac. I have a Mac desktop. And so this is my video screen that you see here. And I just click and play and I start talking and then I save it. And, you know, I'm not that um, techie with putting uh, words on top of my videos. They're called annotations, right? Or doing all kinds of graphics in my videos. I frankly am really busy. I don't have time for that. And I don't have a person for that at the moment that would do that. Nor do I have the lead time. So I'm doing a video, I'm sticking it up on YouTube, and I'm sending it out my newsletter within a half an hour. Like I don't have I don't plan I don't have time to do it all ahead of time. I'm pretty busy with clients and traveling and speaking. So um, that extra stuff I I haven't added yet, although it would be nice to do, but um, I would need a person to do it because I don't have the capability. <laughs> but you don't need it if it's if what you're doing is working. I agree. I think I'm of the mind that you don't change things that are working. It's when they stop working that you change things. A lot of people, and I'm I've been guilty of this in the past, where I just got bored with the way I was doing things and I changed them, and they mm -hmm. were working perfectly fine. And then I've got to build it up again to make it work again. So, yeah. how long are your videos? Typically? Well, I, it's hot. Like <laughs> I am not on Twitter very much because it's hard for me to talk in 140 characters. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm one of those people that talks in five to eight minutes. <laughs> um, and also I don't just want to give you a quick tip. I need a, a quick teeny intro and I need a call to action at the end. So in my opinion, I don't know how people do little tips like that in a minute or three minutes or whatever, because I talk fast and I still can't get it in, in less than five minutes usually. So yeah, my videos are five to 10 minutes. And, uh, but I mean, it's the majority of the content from my newsletter. So it's just like reading an article in my opinion, but. <laughs> and I agree. I think five to ten minutes. People have that the attention span. I understand is somewhere in the eight minute range when it comes to videos. So if you do a under ten minute video, you're probably doing really good. I do a lot of. I do a tip of the day on our women in e commerce private Facebook group, and mm -hmm. I try to keep it between five and eight minutes. Every once in a while, it goes to ten or eleven. And it's funny, the longer ones get more comments than the shorter ones. I don't know why, because it seems like they're both being viewed about the same amount of time. So, uh, yeah, well, the most, the longest I ever do is like 18 minutes. And that's when I'm like, oh, I don't know what the heck I'm doing. And I just, I get kind of lost in the, in the process if I'm showing somebody how to do something. Right. <laughs> well, that kind of stuff, right? They got to pay for it, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, so what's been the most surprising uh, part about the work you do? Oh, surprising part. Honestly, well, surprising. You know, and this is partly why I wrote the book is surprising to me is that people settle in their lives and in their, their jobs that they hate with the husbands that aren't, you know, ha they're not happy with. And um, with the weight they don't want to lose and the, all this stuff, they settle in my opinion. And so what surprises me is that people don't go after what they want more. 
in their lives. And I, I, I'm one of those people that's here to help people do that, not just in their business. But I mean, the reason I wrote my book is because when I was married uh, to my starter husband, uh, and that's I, what I call mine. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I called him that for 35 years because we've been divorced. Right. So I was married for eight and a half years, but the last two years, I pretty much cried myself to sleep the whole time every night because I had started my business, but he didn't really support me in that. He was always scared about money. And yeah, cash flow was a little crazy, um, but I knew it was what I had to do. And I knew that I would get better and I knew that money would come. I just trusted and had faith and he had no faith. In fact, he didn't even know what I did for a living, really. And, uh, he didn't take an interest or even want to take an interest. I would have a local speaking gig, and he wouldn't even come and watch, even if it was after work. And so I realized at 35 years old, I was settling, um, and I, wasn't, I didn't want to spend the next 40, 50 years of my life with someone who wasn't supportive of what I wanted to do and wasn't my cheerleader. So... So I wrote the book and, and because I found and once I got divorced that like 60% of my female clients had the same issue. And I'm like, wow, everybody's settling. You don't need to stay in the marriage because of kids. You don't need to stay in the marriage because you're scared of income. Just go make more money and you can do it, you know. And um, there is a way. There's always a way. We just have to figure out how. And so that's that's really what sparked that book. So, so what great, great advice, advice. And what a great, what a great as Joan Fullerton said, uh, you are what you settle for. Thank you, Joan. I wanted to take a moment just to welcome everybody because I didn't do that at the beginning. Yeah, hi, everybody. So late to the show, I didn't get to say hi to everybody. I wanted to say hi to Joan Fullerton, Barbara Rubel. Um, I think uh, there's a few other people on here. Tim Gillette, uh, of course, uh, Marie Ramos. I wanted to say welcome, especially Marie is our uh, our member of the month for women in e-commerce. So welcome, Marie, and uh, everybody. And thank you, Marie, for that that email I was trying to get online when you did. And and Anthony, welcome, just joined. So uh, yay, welcome everyone. If I missed you, I apologize because I think I can't see the rest of the stream now. But I wanted to thank you. Do you want to say anything to our guests before we was, move on? Yeah, I was just going to say, if you're new to Blab, make sure you go and follow everybody because you can build your following. You can follow other people. And if other people have Blabs, I have Blabs too. So you can click our links up on the top. But um, you can also click on anybody's picture over on the, the right or on top. And um, it opens up a box and you can click to follow. And so just... I always try to do that when I'm in. A, I've already followed all you guys. So. Yeah, me too. I, I do exactly the same thing. And and you know what? That's a, that's a great way to build your following uh, in addition to sharing it on social media and everything. Um, so, so what are some of the services that you offer clients, Katrina? Yeah, what am I selling? No, I'm just what kidding. Selling? <laughs> Let's get to the bottom line here. <laughs> of it. No, I'm just kidding. Honestly, I believe if you're if you've never experienced me before that you should just go get some free stuff and check me out even further because this is a quick interview, you know, learn more, uh, get some free stuff. I have two websites, three websites, really the business website, the book website and the event website, and they all have free stuff on them. And I can put the links over there in a second. But um, it's 
you know, go get free stuff. I have uh, webinars and free audios and free eBooks and things that you can learn from because then you'll know if or how, you know, it might be a good fit and then come and talk to me. So I offer a complimentary strategy session where we actually give you some tips. <laughs> uh, it's not just, you know, sales call or something. We actually find out where you are, where you want to be. What is your big vision? What are you selling? What are you doing? And then I can give you a couple tips. And then if it's a good fit, we can talk about how to help you. But I have things from, you know, my $20 book or $15 book to a $35 info product on social media, the messaging system, to a live event for 300 to 500 bucks or, you know, my coaching, I have one-on-one, -on -one, I have group programs, I have a mastermind. Um, I've got a lot of stuff because I've been around for 14 years. So everything I do is recorded, <laughs> which yeah. is what you should do too. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody should be doing that. Record, 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 and share, share, share. Get on as many shows as you can. Get yourself yeah. out there. And you can either package it and sell it or bonus it out and give it away or whatever you need to do. But um but record everything. So all of the above. Um, I agree. And uh, yes, please, before we end the show, put your, put your links. Yes. Love oh, yourself. Successful by Katrina Sawa. And you wrote that up. I think it's love yourself. Successful.com. Yeah. Make sure for those listening to the audio portion of this, so be sure and put the uh, link to all of your sites inside Katrina. And then, um, what one bit of advice would you like to share with the audience that you've not talked about yet? Okay, so um, I touched on it just briefly, and it was having faith in yourself. And in order to really go after what you want, either in your business or personal life or whatever, um, but I wouldn't be here today making a, a good amount of money uh, if I didn't have complete faith in myself along the way. And I know it's hard if it, maybe when you were a kid, you were told like you weren't going to amount to anything, you couldn't do anything, you weren't that important, and you had some kind of that limiting belief ingrained in you at that age, um, because you know it always comes out in our 40s, right? And, <laughs> and we have to, then we have to fix it, unfortunately, whatever happened to us when we were five. Uh, but I didn't have that limiting belief. So I always um, believed that I could do whatever it was I wanted. It would all work out in the end. And I truly uh, believe that for any of you, you just have to adopt somebody else's belief until you believe it yourself and you can go and live it and, and be it. So that's so, so important. That self-confidence that a lot of, a lot of people lack. I know in my twenties, I probably lacked it a little, but I think that what helped me was having other people believe in me because once other people believe in you it's easier to believe in yourself sometimes we don't realize the abilities that we have until they're recognized by other people so don't give up if you don't have that self-confidence go find yourself someone who has total belief in you. find out why they believe in you and then you know as you said start adopting that until you until you actually believe it yourself because um we all have um gifts Every single person is put on this planet with gifts, and it's, it's our job, really, to find out what those gifts are and share those gifts in the world. That's my belief. So that's my daily mantra, <laughs> and my and my my get on my horse, my you know, my horse for the day. <laughs> um, so let's talk a little bit about creativity, because obviously, to do what you do, you have to have 
a certain amount of creativity. And I think people want to know where you get your creative ideas. In other words, what's the process that you use to, to come up with ideas in your business and in business for other people? My gosh, that's a loaded question. I don't know if it's a process. Honestly, um, creativity, is that a learned thing or is it just kind of ingrained in certain people? I don't know, but I get most of my ideas in the shower. So <laughs> I don't necessarily have a process. <laughs> uh, they just kind of download, you know, and um, one thing you can do to spark your creativity is maybe uh, journal or listen to a meditation in the morning and clear your head space. So you don't have your to-do list running in your head, which happens to me when I'm, you know, in the morning. Um, so sometimes I can meditate and, and listen to a, a short meditation, very short meditation, um, and journal or pull an angel card. And certain things, you know, will, so I have a morning ritual that I do um, more often than not. But uh, that's some things you could do to spark your creativity. You can also maybe brainstorm and, and be around other creative people. So that's a huge thing. I network a lot. I have a lot of creative people around me. I can always pick up the phone and say, what do you think about this? If I need to find somebody. So make sure you have someone that you can brainstorm with. If you're, you know, that's what I would think. But it, it, it just comes to me. I'm an idea person. Someone says something and I'm like, oh, oh, you should do this, 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 and this. I mean, that's just, it just comes. So isn't that funny you mentioned about angel cards you and i have more in common than we realize because i have angel cards here's my little angel cards that i i i pull every single day out of a box that one of my dear friends susan freifeld she's not on but she may listen to the uh the replay so my my word today was adventure and so every day i pick up a, a word and then it kind of um seeps in and in your subconscious and then it helps you um I guess, frame the day, if you will, you know, because especially if you, if you have a day you're expecting to be kind of tedious, having those little angel cards is fun. So it's funny uh, that we both we both do that. Um, so let's talk about some of the books that you're currently reading or would recommend. In addition to your own book, Love Yourself Successful, what other books would you recommend to our audience for um, for some of the things that we've talked about today? Well, uh, I have a full confession. I don't read books. I read my own book. That's about it because I have it all the time. It's in my purse. It's in my carry on and the plane. And because you always have to carry your book because I've sold books on the plane to the woman sitting next to me. If I whipped it out and started reading it and every time I open it up, it's the perfect chapter for me to read at that moment. Um, so you know, we, we, we write and we teach what we need the most. Right. So it's the perfect thing for me to continue reading. And I, and I need reminders all the time, just like most of us. As far as what books to read, I have a whole shelf full of books. <laughs> and uh, okay, it, pick would, one. <laughs> it would depend on what somebody needs to know. I don't want to send somebody who off on a tangent as a squirrel to read this book when they don't need to focus on that right now in their business. I want them, to, if they're focusing on sales, for example, making more sales, then I could recommend a sales book or something to get you out of your comfort zone in sales. But I don't want to send you to a, a book on mindset if you need sales help, right? Which could be the mindset, but I'm just saying like, you know, I don't, I don't recommend random books, but. Okay. Well, you know, some of my, some of, most of my guests, a lot of my guests uh, are reading books and, and some of them are just 
fun books to read to kind of get your mind off of what you do and others are reading business books and different things. And I find it's helpful to know because, you know, we can't possibly read all the books. We don't even know all the books that are out there to read. I, I just read Ask and I'm reading, um, I, I've got, always got two or three books I like to read. And, and because I have my magazine and I'll mention We Magazine for Women because Katrina was one of our top 100 women in e-commerce i think it was either 2012 or 2014 i can't remember but you were you were featured in we magazine i should have known that before we went on the air yeah um, so uh yay she's yay. amazing and, and and to have this time one-on-one -on -one live to me is so exciting because a lot of the women that i have interviewed over the years or have connected with virtually this is just so amazing. I absolutely love the that that the opportunities that Blab has brought to me personally and to a lot of our guests. So thank you for being on our show. Um, we're almost out of time, so I wanted to get that in in case I forgot to mention it because it's so important. Um, so let's talk about some of the websites that you simply cannot live without. In addition to your own, what other websites do you go to or do you read or do you, or do you watch or do research on continuously? You mean besides Facebook and all that kind yeah, of stuff? And Google. Besides Google, a lot of people say, oh, how about Google? I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> uh, uh, we all know Google. Uh, where do I go? You know, I do some web de design for clients. I have a whole techie side of the company. And so I'm constantly, there's a few people's websites that I use as examples of good sites or bad sites. And so I go to those a lot and I don't want to name them necessarily, yeah. but uh, they're, <laughs> so I do well, that. Well, you know, like some people use Dropbox or Evernote or different things or like Medium or Pocket. You know, there's a lot of online tools that people use that they like. Um, I love Medium. I don't know if you've been uh, watching Medium, but um, I've just started posting articles there and I found it is incredible for driving traffic to not only my website, but to a lot of my social media sites. Yeah. Well, um, honestly, I don't look at all those different techie things because it's a squirrel for me. It's a whoa, like, you know, it takes me off my focus. <laughs> yeah, it's a bright, shiny object. So but one site that I do use uh, to create some of the videos for my live events. And there's one on my event page right now. It's uh, animoto.com. Animoto, A-N-I-M-O-T-O.com. It's a, I think it's a great resource because you can add pictures, you can add words, you can add video clips, and then you can pick a song from their library that's already copyright approved. And you can put together a video in a matter of minutes for like $29 a month and you can oh, cancel yeah. any time. So you could go in there, create a video, pay $29 and then cancel. And so a lot of people are spending thousands and thousands of dollars on video creation. I have a client who went to flew across the country to spend $7,500 on one video production. I thought, don't do it. And she did it anyways. I'm like, no, you know, find a videographer in your town for 300 bucks. And then if you really want, you know, a production set or whatever, you know, 500 bucks maybe for a couple, an hour or two. I mean, that's all you need. But people are getting sold left and right. And it goes back to what we were saying before. And I just hate to see that. So Animoto. <laughs> And that's why you're a business coach, because you can help people save money by not spending it on things that they that will not um, it might help them. But it might take years to see the results of that. Whereas you can do what you said. I've been using Animoto for years. I absolutely love it. I use it for a lot of my events, too. Um, 
it's great for showing pictures in an animated form as well as the the, the words and the and the music um when i don't want to show my own face <laughs> i still i still, you can still show your own face and i put testimonial clips in the videos too so Excellent. Yeah, testimony Excellent. video clips. But there's another site too. It's called cooltext.com. C-O-O-L-T-E-X-T.com. Cooltext.com. And what it allows you to do is create buttons for your website or fun different words and stuff. And you don't need graphic design background or a graphic design program to create these buttons. So if you want to have a web page and say, sign up now and a big button instead of just a link, you can go on there and they're all different colors and different fonts and it's free. And so, yeah. Excellent. I love that. And I always share a tip of the day in our, in our open Facebook page on women in e-commerce. So that'll be one we'll show because I, I wasn't aware of cool text. So thank you yeah, very you're much. Welcome. Um, so what's next for Katrina Sawa? You know what? This year it's like, I just got to stay afloat with everything I've got planned. I've got a really busy calendar and I've got a family. You know, I just got married last year to my wonderful husband, uh, who's very supportive. And I have a stepdaughter now who's seven. And so we've got some vacations planned and some getaways and so, yeah, I'm busy, but I have a lot of amazing clients, too, and there's plenty of time for those. There's plenty of time for new clients. It's just I have to keep it going and stay healthy. Exactly. <laughs> stay healthy. Yeah. Stay healthy and focused. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so what's the best way for our audience to get in, in contact with you, Katrina? And you can go ahead and type that over there as well. Yeah, email is the best way I respond uh, or Facebook message. Um, but if you... But I get over, I get a couple hundred notifications a day on all these other sites. So I can't always check my notifications. So private message, <laughs> private message on Facebook or an email. Um, or you can, yeah, email me from my website. They all have contact pages and all that. So, so that's perfect. So again, uh, if you'll just say for the recording that your website URLs, that'd be great. Because oh, yeah. I, I also put this on as a podcast. Great. So jumpstartyourmarketing.com is the business site, jumpstartyourmarketing.com. And the book website is loveyourselfsuccessful.com. That's loveyourselfsuccessful.com. And then my live event website, which you'll find there's uh, an event in May in New Jersey and then Sacramento in July. And that's livebigevents.com, livebigevents.com. Excellent. Uh, I just want to say thank you so much, Katrina, for being with us today. It is We got a lot accomplished in a short amount of time, and you gave some amazing resources. I want to say thanks again. And be sure, everyone, uh, to con connect with Katrina. She's, a, she's one of the most uh, accessible entrepreneurs and experts that I have met on, online in a long time. A lot of times I'll wait and wait and wait to hear from people, and, and right away Katrina replied and said, I'll have my assistant set everything up and send you what you need. And I and I really appreciate that. So thank you for being um, great at follow up <laughs> and showing up today and, and all of that stuff. Uh, again, we've been talking to Katrina Sawa um, from Jump Start Your Marketing. Uh, and remember to um, check out her her book, Love Yourself Successful. Uh, Katrina, thank you again for being with us. I appreciate it. Any last words? No, just go do it. Do it, people. Take charge. Go do it. Thank, Make thank you.
Thank you everyone for being with us for on the Entrepreneur Show. If you're a woman who has a message and you'd like to share it, please do contact me on entrepreneurs.com or you can email me at Heidi at weekai.org. I'll put that in here. Uh, we'd love to feature you. Uh, anytime uh, we have the women in e-commerce, we help women do business on the web and have since 2001. And of course, uh, uh, Check us out on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and all of the above. As uh, Unlike Katrina, I like Twitter. <laughs> it's helped me become a better writer. So thank you, everyone, for attending today. Talk to you later. Bye, Katrina. Bye.